Hello everyone, we're going to be giving you some really good ideas for Lent that maybe you can work on or that maybe you can give up or do. I mean, Lent comes simply from Matthew chapter 4 in the Bible where Jesus went out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights before he started his public ministry. He went to empty himself of everything and to pray and to fast before the Father. And so that is what we base Lent on. We, in a sense, go out into the desert and we give up things. We empty ourselves of those things that do not belong to God or that keep us from God or are hurting our relationship with God. And we pray more, we fast more, and we give alms more. Those are the three requirements of the church for Lent. So we're giving up these things and we're giving ourselves more to Jesus. Giving up something like candy or uh, TV or coffee Giving up things is not a requirement. Prayer, more prayer is a requirement. More fasting is a requirement, and some of that's built in. And giving alms more, and giving back to God more through alms giving. That, those are the requirements of Lent. We're not required necessarily to give something up, but since it is about coming closer to God, it is about growing in holiness, most of us want to give up something that doesn't bring us closer to God, or that we need to work on or discipline ourselves in some way. And we're going to give you a few examples of that in a minute. But the bottom line is that Lent is supposed to help us to go out and find Christ more, to prepare us and our souls for death so that by the end of Lent, we should be in a better place than when we started. We should be closer to Jesus. We should be holier and we should be working on our issues in the spiritual life, removing those sins or those things that keep us from God and creating disciplines that help us come closer to God. I mean, for many Lents, I gave up candy. You know, every day for 40 days, I gave up candy. And then at the end of the 40 days, I had saved all my candy and I binged on it. I ate it all after Lent. So I really didn't learn anything. I didn't get anything out of it. I just went back to the same gluttony that I had before Lent. Same thing with other things in my life. If I gave up soda, I would drink a lot of soda after Lent to make up for it. And so these things were not actually making me holier. These things were not bringing me closer to Jesus. And it's not bad to give up candy if you want to, but is it making you holier or are you just doing it because it's it's difficult and you want to create a discipline? That's not a bad thing either. When most people hear Lent, they're not like, yes, Lent's here. Yes, I'm so excited. I've been waiting all year for Lent. Usually people's expression are like, oh, it's Lent. Oh, it's Lent. And so this is how we feel about Lent because it's, it's a lot of times dark. It's a lot of times depressing. It's a lot of times difficult difficult because we have to die to ourselves, and that's difficult. So one way I've uh, learned to counter that is not to kill myself during Lent, not to give up everything I can think of, like five different things. And many people do this. They make all these penances. They give up like five things. They, they're going to pray for an hour extra a day already and more than they already were. And they don't even last a week and they don't get anything done. They end up giving up. So we want to make goals that are practical and we want to give up things that are practical. So for Lent, here's what I do now. Usually I give up something so I can discipline myself, and I actually work on something. I work on a sin, or I work on an imperfection. I work on a bad habit so that I'm in a better place at the end of Lent, and I'm a better person and closer to God. Just as a stupid example, I like to play video games. There, I admitted it. I like to play video games. And sometimes I play 
too much. And in the past, same thing with music. I love music. And in the past, you know, I've given up music. And as soon as Lent's over, I'm back to listening to music in the car, in my room, on my computer, anywhere, in every room. I just listen to music everywhere. And it took me three Lent's in a row of giving up music to break that addiction of having to listen to music everywhere I go. And I was able to listen to it in moderation. Same thing with video games. I used to give it up, and then as soon as Lent was over, I needed to make up for the lost time, so I started playing endless amounts of video games. And I decided to do something different uh, a couple years ago, which really helped me. I decided to learn to do things in moderation. Instead of just giving up video games completely, I actually was only allowed to play two days a week. And those two days a week, the next day I wanted to play, but I couldn't. And then the next day, maybe I could. And then the day after that, I couldn't. But So it taught me to do everything in moderation. I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it in the right amount. Same thing with social media. Maybe social media is your vice. Maybe you scroll for hours and hours and hours and hours, and you want to cut that down so you can spend more time in prayer, so you can spend more time reading the Bible, so you can spend more time talking to people and doing things that are actually important in life. Not just scrolling hours of the news or Snapchat or whatnot. If we give these up, we have more time for Christ. Now, I'm not saying give it up cold turkey, but what if you did social media three days a week? Or what if you did it every day, but you only limited yourself to 15 minutes? So I mean, this is hard. It's going to be difficult. But you're So you're allowed to do social media, but you're teaching yourself a lifelong needed lesson to do it in moderation. The most important thing to do is to start at the top. If we have an addiction to something, we want to work on that. We want to fight that during Lent. We want to make progress on it. I've had addictions and I've had stuff that I need to work on. And even just something like maybe um, not gossiping, let's just say. And I usually gossip, but through Lent, I start working on it and I tame my tongue and I don't speak. I don't talk bad about others behind their back. And maybe I'm not perfect by the end of Lent, but I'm in a better place. I started doing that a few years ago and I was so happy with how I came closer to Christ and got rid of these things that were displeasing to Christ that I kept going after Lent. I was like, I don't want to stop. I'm going to work on this until Christmas so that I can hopefully root it out of my life. And then the next year, when Lent comes around, I'll choose something else and work on that. So we don't have to stop at the end of Lent if we want to do something to work on. But if you struggle with lust or uh, porn or anger or anything like that, maybe gossip, maybe laziness and sloth, maybe overworking, maybe social media, whatever your struggle is, your addiction is, whatever keeps you from Christ, that's what we need to work on. Maybe you don't pray at all. That is what you need to work on. You need to develop a good prayer life every single day during Lent. Rosary, Bible reading, liturgy of the hours, whatever. You need to get a good relationship with Jesus Christ. That is number one. Jesus doesn't want you to give up candy or coffee if you don't have a prayer life. He would much rather you have a prayer life and have a good relationship with him than to give up candy or coffee. And he would much rather have you uh, work on gossip or work on your temper or work on, you know, not, you know, yelling at your kids all the time and controlling that anger rather than, say, giving up chocolate or giving up, you know, your favorite sweet or soda or something like that. Those aren't necessarily bad, but one is infinitely more important than the other. These things, these mm, fastings like candy, soda, and stuff, these can help us to 
get grace. You know, every time we're struggling, oh, I really want that coffee and I can't have it. Okay, I'm going to offer it up so I can overcome this, or I'm going to offer it up for this vice, or I'm going to offer it up so I can come closer to Jesus. I'm going to offer up this for what I'm struggling with. So giving up things is good. It creates a discipline. You can offer things up. You can get grace. But working on something is equally important or more important. When Jesus went out into the desert, he was free already from everything. And yet he went out there and completely emptied himself for the Father. He completely gave himself to the Father in prayer and in fasting. And so that is what we need to do. Look at your life. Sit down tonight. Really, take time to sit down and say, what is keeping me from God? What is that obstacle or that block in my life that is preventing me from coming closer to God like I want to? Maybe it's I just watch TV all the time and I don't have time to pray. Maybe it's I listen to music all the time and I don't have time to help others or serve the poor or do other things that God calls me to do or call my family or build actual relationships, which is why we're on this earth in the first place. There's many things in different people's lives that they struggle with or that we've got into bad habits. So this Lent, you're called to empty yourself, to give up things that are obstacles to your spiritual life and to give yourself more to Jesus. Throw yourself into it. If you were going to die at the end of Lent, would you be ready? If you were going to die tonight, would you be ready? And if not, and God gave you 40 more days to live, what would you want to work on in those 40 days to make sure that you came to the very heart of Jesus, that you made sure that you were going to go to heaven, that you made sure that you were going to come closer to Christ and overcome those things that are obstacles to salvation. So again, I'm not saying necessarily give up all your music. You can. I'm not saying give up Netflix throughout all of Lent and TV and entertainment. You can. But what if we gave up music three days a week, four days a week? Or what if we only allowed ourselves to watch uh, movies or Netflix three days a week? Now, don't replace one addiction with another. Oh, I can't watch Netflix tonight, so I'm just going to go spend all night online. I'm just going to go watch all YouTube videos. No, don't replace one addiction with another. Give up these things and spend it quality time talking to others, building building relationships, maybe having game nights with your family, maybe going out to eat with, you know, spending a lot of time with your family, maybe making a night uh, where you find a church that has confession and go to confession, but spend time trying to come closer to God, praying the stations of the cross, whatever it is, but make this your best Lent ever, as if you were going to die at the end of Lent, make it amazing. Thank you so much for watching this video. I hope that some of these things helped you. I really hope that you take time to reflect on what you need to work on and where you need to go and what Jesus is calling you to. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do I need to work on? What are you calling me to? Ask the Holy Spirit for enlightenment, for guidance, for help. I want you to think about this. You did not need to exist. You did not need to exist. You did not need to be here. So why are you? Because God conceived you in his mind. He loved what he saw and he wanted you to be here. God loves you. That is the reason you're here on this earth because God created you and God wanted you. No matter what way you came into the world, no matter how you got here, God wanted you here and you belong here. Are you living for God? And are you being the person that you want to be? Think about it. If you died tonight, Tonight, how would you be remembered in this world? How would people remember you?
And how do you want to be remembered? Would you be remembered as a drunk or as someone who just got angry and cursed everyone out? Would you be remembered as someone who gossiped about others and talked bad about them behind their backs? Would you be remembered as someone who is being dishonest in your work, in the way you're building your career, building your goals and your finances? Are you honest? Do people know who you really are? And if you died tonight, would they have good things to say about you? What type of person do you want to be remembered as? Do you want to be kind, loving, caring, giving, selfless? Or do we just want to be angry, temperamental, mean, rude, impatient, gossipy, and so on and so on? If your family, you know, after you die, they're all talking, are they going to say good things about you? Are you the type of person that you want to be? right now? And if not, what do you need to work on that? I know many people who struggle just getting the motivation to change, to do what's right, to make themselves better. They they know what they need to do. They just don't. If you could change something about yourself so that when you die, people speak highly of you or speak better of you or say, you know what, this person was such or this person was that, what would you want to change? What are some things in your life that you don't really want to be remembered for? And what are some things in your life that you would like to be remembered for? What changes in your life do you need to make? Now, maybe you're already working on these things during Lent. Maybe you're already working on these things in your life, or maybe you're not, but that's what Lent is for. And we can start to change any time. The problem is that many of us make excuses for changing and we don't really make the change. That is why it's difficult. Sometimes we do the same sins over and over and over and over and over thousands of times. We go to confession, but we never fix the problem. We never fix the sin. We never stop doing it. We never make the change. And that is what we need to do. We need to commit to change, to being the people we want to be remembered as. So many people are struggle with addictions, addiction to pornography, addiction to drugs, addiction to sex, addiction to alcohol, whatever. I mean, aren't we tired of being slaves? That's exactly what we are. When we have addictions, we're slaves. We are programmed slaves who are not in control of our own life. Someone or something else is in control of our lives. These things tell us what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and we have almost no control over it. And I've struggled with addictions in the past, and I've gotten to the point where I hate, abhor being a slave to these things and not being able to break free from it. But that led me to literally hating slavery, hating it, hating it with all my might. I can't believe I can't get past this. I can't believe I don't have the strength to overcome this. I can't believe that I do this over and over again. Well, you know what? I am absolutely sick of it. I am a slave. I don't have control and I'm sick of it. Today, I'm taking control back. I want to be in control of my life again. And this is the the anger and the hatred for this slavery, which had a hold on me, is what propelled me to do something about it. It's what propelled me to work on it. It's what propelled me to make a difference in my life and stop making excuses, stop fighting half-heartedly, stop just going through the motions and saying, I want to change, I want to change, but I don't. And I don't do what I need to do to make those changes. And so this anger is the first step. This 
uh, acknowledgement of the addiction and this acknowledgement that we can't change and this acknowledgement that we need Jesus in our life and we need to really get going and put a fire under our butts and start making changes. This is the first step to making those changes. And then we go to town, we get serious. The more you hate the sin in your life, the more you hate a particular sin, the more you are going to do everything in your life to get rid of it. So you first need to hate that slavery and then start working on it. I mean, let's say that you have a drug addiction and you're just so sick and tired of it. Well, you go home and you throw away every single piece of drug you could ever find. You change the people's numbers on your phone. You get rid of all websites and you tell someone that you have a problem and you need an accountability problem. Same thing for pornography. You go throw it all away, every little last bit of it, delete it from your phone, put up pop-up blockers and many other things. And you get an accountability partner. You do what you need to do to make the change. And this can be said for smaller things in our lives too, not big addictions, but also sins that have been plaguing us for years to make a blueprint, a plan, an attack plan to attack these sins head on and to do something about it. Of course, we can't do anything about it without Christ. It was once St. Faustina who said that the reason for your many falls with sin is that you rely too much on yourself and not enough on Christ. Sometimes when we get upset that we sin again, we beat ourselves up. We say, oh my gosh, I sinned. I messed up again. I can't do this. I'm bad. I'm failing. And we have the devil beating on us and we have him telling us how bad we are. And we have him confirming in our minds that we're never going to change. We're never going to get better. But these are lies. We just need to depend more on Christ. We need to get angry at the devil, get angry at the sin, get angry at the slavery. And we need to do something about it. Make the change now, not tomorrow, not the next day, not next Lent now, today, don't wait, make the changes you want in your life. This is what Christ is calling us to do. And he's there to take our hand and walk us through it. His grace is powerful. His power is powerful. His life in us is powerful. His love, his mercy, it's all going to change our life. So making these changes in our life and depending on the grace of God and running to him and praying and offering all of our sacrifices. This is what St. Francis de Sales says to do. Offer your communions, offer your rosaries, offer your prayers, your fastings, your sacrifices, all toward the one thing that you want to change. And you're going to see that by praying about it a lot more, by sacrificing and by offering things up for that goal and for that correction in your life, it's going to happen a lot quicker. You're going to make progress in the spiritual life. And this is what we are called to do. This is what Christ is calling you to do. Take his hand, run with him. Don't fall. Don't get upset when you fail. Get back up, get angry again. Say, you know what? It did it to me again. Well, I'm not going to stay down. I'm not going to take it. I'm going to defeat it. I'm going to rise above this. I am not the sum of my failures. I can do this. And so we get up and we run to Christ again and again and again, and we ask for his help. We go to confession, receive that grace. We spend time in adoration and let us soak in his grace and his love and his mercy. We go to mass and we stay after mass for 10, 15 minutes and just pray for the grace to overcome these things. And we do little fastings throughout the week to give us the grace to overcome. It's like Doc Ock and Spider-Man when he had those arms that took over him because his inhibitor broke. Well, once he got back in control of his life, his mind was in control and not those arms that tried to control him. And when we fast, we give up things in our life. Like we fast on bread and water. We're putting ourselves back in control over our body, over our impulses, over our base passions. We are in control and we are giving ourselves more 
to Christ. If you found this video helpful and you would like to learn more about how to come closer to Jesus and grow in the spiritual life, please check out our Catholic Truth Spirituality Playlist. We have a whole lot of videos on how to come closer to Jesus, how to come closer to God, how to grow in the spiritual life, how to have a deep prayer life, how to connect with God on a deep level, how to overcome your struggles. We even have a video on the top 10 ways to overcome an addiction or struggle with lust or pornography or something like that. Check these things out. They are invaluable helps in your life. And if you like this and you know someone else who needs this, then please share it with others. Please share this message of hope. Please share this message of growth during this Lenten season. Please help others and help yourself. And if you like this video, then like it. And if you loved it and you haven't yet, then subscribe to our channel. Please leave a comment down below, questions uh, and such like that. Please leave it all down below, things you're struggling with, questions you have. And uh, if again, if you would like to support our ministry so we can keep growing and keep hiring people and keep helping to reach the world who desperately needs the message of forgiveness and mercy in Jesus Christ, then please, please, please support our ministry. We're eternally grateful for all of our patrons. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Hi everyone, my name is Kate. I'm the video editor here at Catholic Truth, and I just wanted to say on behalf of all of us, thank you so much for taking some time to watch our videos and learn more about your faith. You guys really make this channel possible, and we truly appreciate you being here. So thanks again, and God bless.